Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a show by small business owners for small business owners. We talk about the tools, the strategies, and just the get up and go it takes to be a successful business. We have wonderful guests every week who come on to share their knowledge, their expertise, and to be honest and vulnerable enough to talk to us about things they've gone through in their lives to help get their businesses going. And I am really excited today to talk to Miro Wieslow. And normally I do not read long bios because they take up too much time. But Miro's bio is really interesting and I think it applies so much to what we're going to be talking about today that I'm going to read it to you. And I hope you guys get paper and pen out and take notes because I know we're going to have interesting information that you're going to be able to apply to your own businesses. So guys, sit back, buckle up, and get ready for a great ride. When Miro was five years old, his parents decided to move to the United States from Poland. Even though he was a child, this changed his entire life. Seeing the hardships that his parents had to face gave him a different view on life. He clearly remembered the times when his parents struggled to simply put food on the table. Even though he was a little boy, he attended the University of Illinois at Chicago and majored in accounting with summa cum laude. He worked hard for what he had for as long as he could remember, even though school required a lot of work. He always kept himself busy. One day, he got his certified public accountant licensure to work as an auditor. He got to travel, meet the most sincere and intelligent people, but most importantly, he gained experience and found passion. Here he is today, the proud owner of HodgePodge and host of Love the Journey podcast. HodgePodge is not an average company you would assume he would start after learning the basics about himself and his background. Helping other people is something that makes him whole. He strongly believes that there's no better feeling than seeing someone else's smile, let alone that smile be caused by him. Through HodgePodge, he makes sure that a customer will be happy through the cleared space that will allow them that next step forward. While listening to his podcast, Love the Journey, his listeners gain motivation and truly learn what it is like start something from scratch, hopefully reassuring them that anything is possible, regardless of their age. And I can also add in here, regardless of any other challenges someone yes. might have. Yes. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. yes, that is <laughs> definitely correct. And the podcast actually is rebranded now to Bossed to Boss. Um, I, I, it used to be called Love the Journey. And uh, I've, I've since rebranded things kind of when, when, uh, when I went the more professional routes with it all. Um, so kind of there's, there's two out there floating if you're, if you're keeping track. <laughs> I understand that all too well as we were just right? talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, welcome, Miro. I am so glad that you are oh, with us here it's today. An honor. It's an honor, a pleasure. It's going to be fun. Well, I look forward to actually hearing your story because I know that when we first talked, 
was when I was going through kind of a rebranding for myself mm -hmm. and have decided that I want to work with business owners who not only have the challenge of running a business, which you've got several just in and of the fact that you're running this kind of a business and the things that you've dealt with growing up and getting to that place, but you've also got some other challenges. You've got some medical issues and some, some other things like that. And so much of what goes on in our businesses is mindset related. It's physically related. Mm -hmm. there, there's so much. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And it's interesting that you, you say running different businesses because, uh, yeah, essentially it's almost like I am, right? With with doing these different things in life and getting through the obstacles of coming to to America and, and battling um depression, anxiety and you know, battling different parts. So it's like you're constantly running something. And um yeah, I mean I, I mentioned those two things right there. It's depression, anxiety, uh it's something I've battled since I could remember. It kind of started, creeped up on me. I want to say late high school, early college, kind of just woke up one day and all of a sudden I had this voice in my head. It just came and it wouldn't leave. No, and that's and a it's, scary and it's, thing. And it's, <laughs> it's here to this day. I mean, we always have these, these voices, you know, and we always have these thoughts, but this one was different. You know, I, I, I recall, I actually recall like the day it happened, I was on vacation and I, I woke up one day and things were just different like things were just everything was uh everything was was taken over in my mind everything i was doing everything i was seeing i was experiencing with like a crazy supernatural effect i don't even know how to experience it like i don't even know how to explain it i guess i just felt everything i have felt my heartbeat i felt every breath i was doing i guess in a in a sense i felt alive but it was not that carefree, like just enjoying life. It was, I knew everything that was happening to me and I could feel it, experience it and constantly just either someone was out to get me or something wrong was going to happen. And, <clears throat> and it was a, uh, it was a shock. You know, I didn't know what to do. I, I got through it, but it was like in panic, something I never experienced before. Cause before that life was always just so carefree and, and so fun. And, uh, and yeah, I guess, <clears throat> Uh, after that, I, you know, went, I kind of started talking to people about it. I got myself checked out. I, I, uh, I've been kind of battling with this since I'm trying to say maybe 12 years now, cool. 11 years. Uh, I'm about, so it probably happened when I was early around 20 years old and now I'm 30. So uh, maybe, maybe 10 years, give or take something like that. But, uh, it's definitely changed my life because I can't imagine uh, like that part of life before the anxiety and depression, it's almost like a blur. Like that part is almost like a blur. It was so carefree and nice. I don't know if it was just because I was younger. I didn't understand things as much. Maybe it just naturally happened with, with becoming an adult. But it definitely put things into perspective that, you know, life is here and every single day is a battle. Every second is a battle. Um, and and I don't know, I, it's, it's, it's even difficult to talk about because I don't always share these things. It's not, I opened up about it a lot via my podcast, <clears throat> which is why I started doing it a few years back. So that was kind of my avenue of opening up because I was like, ah, you know, maybe a few people will hear it 
Um, maybe someone will, will see what I'm dealing with. Maybe they'll reach out to me. Maybe I could help them. They could help me. Or, or at, the, at the end of the day, it was just liberating to, <clears throat> excuse me, to let it go, to talk about it. Well, and, and I know, I mean, I, I've, I've not been where you are to the extent that you have, but I certainly understand what you're talking about. After I had my car accident, and we were just talking about the fact that in a period of two years' time, I had 13 surgeries. Prior to that accident, I walked two to three miles a day. I traveled for business. One day I'd drive, you know, an hour in this direction and stand for four hours in front of an audience and teach. The next day I would drive for two hours in the opposite direction and stand for four hours and teach. You know, I was constantly mm -hmm. moving. And now all of a sudden, not only can I not do that, I can't move. I, if I want to go someplace, my husband has to push me in the wheelchair. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't do anything for myself. I have to ask him. If I'm sitting here on the couch and my computer's on the floor, he has to come out, pick it up, and put it on my lap for me. I can't do it myself. I can't physically bend over, pick it up, and put my laptop on my lap. He has to do it for me. And for someone who was so um, furiously independent before that, that's a major hit. So I went through a horrible bout of depression. You know, there were, and, and to top all of that off, I'm in extreme pain most of the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were days, and there still are days when I, you know, it's, I'm not seriously saying I'm going to kill myself, but you know, I'm saying, I just don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this position. I don't want to have to do these things. I want to be my old self. And that becomes really, really hard when you're trying to run a business. Mm -hmm. And I think we all have days and times when we say, I just don't want to be here. Anybody who's in business and is having a hard day and is overwhelmed and overworked is saying, I'm just going to give it up. But I think we as people who have these additional challenges, disabilities, illnesses, whatever you want to call them, um, those are additional challenges that are on top of what everybody else has. Yeah. How do you deal with something like that? I mean, you know, obviously you haven't just said, I don't want to be here. I'm giving up. I'm going to go sit in my corner and cry. You've got, I almost two. did. I almost yeah. did a few times though. I mean, so like, I guess backtracking that day when I first experienced it, I didn't come out of my hotel room pretty much. So life was completely normal. And then whatever I was 20 something years old that day, I pretty much didn't come out of the hotel room. I remember sitting in the bathroom. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a crazy shock to life. And I came back, you know, came back from the, from the vacation and life was totally different. And, and I went through a lot of, a lot of crazy struggles. I, 
I hit a bottom probably around 26 years old. I hit a bottom where uh, things were just kind of going wrong for me. I moved away from my home because a constant argument and it wasn't helping dealing with it all. But at the same time, I isolated and secluded myself. So the anxiety and depression were uh, getting even worse. And then to top it off, I was hating my career and my life and my, my choices because um, I was kind of pushed into things, if, especially if if you are, if, for those listening, if you're familiar, if, you, if you're an, an immigrant, you kind of get pushed into a few categories. And I got pushed into kind of what I was going to do. And um, I felt like I had to repay. So like I was going to stay, you know, to make sure my parents are repaid all their money and, you know, I can make it big and within the CPA accounting profession. So that was like pressure on top of it. I, I isolated myself. I fell into a really bad depression. I started constantly going out. I, you know, definitely abused, uh, abused things. I was going out left and right. Every moment I get, I either worked and then when I wasn't working, I was trying to numb myself through sub, you know, through substances. And, and that, that is not a good recipe for anything, not a good recipe. So that combination, um, I, I got, I got super, I, I gained a lot of weight, a lot of weight. I, uh, you know, that didn't help with my confidence on top of it all living on my, by myself, you know, on my own kind of isolated from everybody. I was good, like 20, 30 minutes away from a lot of people, just like the area I chose to live at. Um, and then I, 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 you know, I lost, I lost some loved ones at the same time, kind of through that, like, you know, um, uh, I lost, you know, some people out of my life, got to the point where I was suicidal. I was contemplating it. I, I, you know, I had visions in my head. I, I was, and, and I ended up getting myself uh, checked in. You know, I ended up getting myself, I, I, saw, I sought help. I, I guess I just had like that little, little tiny bit of motivation to get myself to go somewhere. And luckily I still, you know, I had caring parents that like helped me get somewhere. And then, you know, I saw a therapist, did all that stuff. Definitely, that was the one thing that definitely helped me, being able to talk to people about it. So that helped me get through a lot of things. And uh, that was definitely the low point. Like since then, things have changed. It hasn't been easy. Um, <clears throat> I never imagined myself running a business with, with this with my mind, which is, which is the part of your question I'm trying to get to, the constant battle that I face every single day. It's the constant battle of getting up and out of bed, getting into bed, <laughs> you know, getting into my car, making that phone call. It's, it's the constant battle of, of what's going to happen next. Am I going to drop dead right now? Am I going to fall back into, into that dark hole that I was at a few years back? Um, it's, it's that constant battle that when everything goes bad, it's extrapolated. It, it's, it's that much worse because you start, you have that voice in your head that just constantly makes you fear. You know, I, I've had a pullover on the side of, of the road before, because we had such, such bad things happen with the business. And I was like freaking out, losing it. I had to pull over on the side of the road and like practice to do meditate, like practice breathing exercises because I was losing it. Uh, there are numerous times I wanted to like go to the emergency room because I thought I was going to, I was having a heart attack um, moments like that. I thought I was going to drop dead. So it's, it's a constant battle. And the way I keep myself sane is I got to keep, keep a routine down as much as possible. And it involves healthy eating. If, if for those, since you, since you're, since we're on video, I'm drinking a green shake right now. So I have like a whole green shake. I drink a whole concoction with like all different types of, you know, goodies in there and some herbal things. Um, so definitely eating healthy, exercising as much as possible, though I'm not doing it as whenever I don't do it as often, like right now I'm kind of slacking at times. 
the anxiety comes out more. Uh, it does. It, it's, it's, it's like obvious and we don't always do it, but it does help. The health, the eating and the anxiety and the exercise are by far the most important things. Um, and then being able to talk about it, being able to have loved ones, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have a fiance that will listen to me and, and all my, and all my crap. <laughs> no, just, you know, all my stuff at times and um, I have parents and also, you know, if I have to ever go to a therapist, I go, I, I don't really go often, maybe once in a blue moon, if it's something serious, just to talk about it. But I look at it as a coach, you know, I look at it as someone that just kind of listens you out and like gives you an opinion and that's it. I don't, I don't take any, any medication, nothing like that. Like I'm, I'm strictly, I, I'm, I'm against that part of it. I'm trying to like, there's times when I had to, and the moments I took it, I feel like those are parts of my life that I'll never get back. I was so, so zoned out. So just foggy. It was nothing I would ever, ever do again and recommend to anybody. Like uh, nowadays, uh, you know, it's been years, years since I ever took anything like that, but definitely wouldn't ever go the medication route, you know, unless it's necessary and it's like, say it's a pain or something like that. And, and you just have to, um, you know, but, but there's, there's a lot of alternatives out there. I actually, I go to a naturopathist now, so I'm looking at alternative ways to, to deal with things. Um, so I, I think that's helped because now I feel that if I stayed, like if I ever, um, if I had that foggy mindset, I don't think I would have ever started a business. I would have never got to where I'm at right now. now yeah, and, and I'll tell free. you, that's that's really interesting because part of what my syndrome includes is foggy brain. Mm-hmm. And I I just have that. It doesn't require medicine because I don't take medicine either. But 90% of the time, I don't know where I've put something, I don't remember what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. You know, I don't remember all kinds of stuff. And, and you have to have a strict regimen of resources in order to get through that foggy brain. You know, I, I my Google calendar is my best friend. Yeah. You know, and everything I have, everything on my Google calendar and it's on my phone and my phone, my phone for me is almost like, you know, those buttons that they tell the, the senior citizens to wear that if you fall it, it says, you know, I fall it and I can't get up kind of thing. Well, my phone does that for me, but my Google calendar is on my phone and I have reminders set up. I have everything is color coded. So my podcast interviews are one color. My doctor's appointments are a different color. You know, it has my to-dos on it. My and and then I also every room of my house has either an Alexa or a <laughs> she just went off <laughs> a, <laughs> a Google assistant and they are all programmed so that they remind me, you know, you have a reminder set for 1215 and yep. the reminder is for this and this, you know, I think, and you're, you're alluding to that as well. I think that you have to have, certain processes and strategies in, in place, place. Yeah. to get you through the day. 
You do. And I, you learn it over time, right? I mean, you didn't, you didn't figure that out right away. It took you a little while. Um, whenever a, a couple other good things are meditating, if I, if I ever get to it, when I do do it and meditate and journal, I feel even, even that much better um, just to kind of calm the brain and, you know, get, get your, get your plans out there, I guess, without, uh, without overthinking things. But I don't always have the time for that. I feel like I need to make the time. I need to make the time. Because uh, it's obvious, like when these things are in place and they work, life is better. Life is better. And it's like, you know what the cure is. You know what, what you need because you're living inside your body. It's just yeah. how motivated are you to do it? Well, and, and that's really funny because I had my um, group coaching call this morning and I, I was really coming down hard on a couple of them on the, in the group because mm -hmm. they were saying, well, if I could just find the time, I know I really want to do this. I, you know, I should do this, but I can't. And I said, that is an excuse. It is an excuse. It is. You know, find the freaking time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, just, I gave an excuse. Yeah, I, I, it's for sure. You have to find a time. You know what it is. You know how you're going to be better, especially if you're dealing with, with certain issues. Like, you know what's going to make it better. You know if you're going to uh, go out and, and, you know, drink all night or something like that. You know you're going to feel like crap or, or you're, you're going to, you know, sleep for two hours tonight. You know you're going to feel, you know, not good the next day. And, and we still do these things, though. We still yeah. do. Yeah. So. We need, we need to, but I think there's a point in that as well, that we, we have to understand, yes, it's our choice. And if we want to go out drinking all night tonight, that may be fine, but mm -hmm. we have to take responsibility and the accountability for knowing that this is what's going to happen. You can't have an excuse tomorrow that says, well, it was the drink's fault. It wasn't my fault. Exactly. You, know? you made that decision. You consciously started drinking. You know, let's just say that's the route we're going. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to know the consequence. And that's whether you're not going to be, you know, able to operate for a day or two days or you're going to be miserable. Like you got to live with that and know it and accept it. Yeah. And um, I guess another hard part, like hard part about anxiety and depression is that there's no just magic cure for it there's no just like okay i'm gonna get this surgery done and um you know uh, not, not to like downplay anything else at all at all i'm just trying to uh focus on this one right now because i personally deal with but like there's no magic pill you know there's right. no magic uh anything it's something that never really goes away i guess they say it's like the one thing that stays with you for the rest of your life you mm -hmm. pretty much have to just learn to cope with it and deal with it yeah. Um, so that's that's the hardest part I would say about it is just kind of accepting. When you get to the point of acceptance, it's 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 very liberating and very freeing, but it's also depressing in itself because you're yeah. like, here I am, you know, always deal with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm causing more depression. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I'm at the point where I'm I'm. I operate freely. Like I, I feel I'm at the best point I've been at in a very long time oh, that's fantastic. With, such, with such a good support system and plan in place. Um, I, I definitely, it, it's hard for me to deal with, with situations. It, it, it is, but I already have been through so many, I know what to expect and I, I know how to prepare accordingly. 
Um, but it's like, yeah, it, it's that, that's the part that's hard. It's accepting it and, and finding a game plan though. But, but there is a game plan. That's the beautiful part. You know, there's so many people out there that deal with these things mm-hmm. that, that are there to help and support. There's, there's groups, there's people to talk to. There's, you know, as long as people could, could sympathize and empathize with you and vice versa, um, mm-hmm. th- there, there is a way out. You know, I, I definitely want to encourage people to always, you know, seek others to talk to and, and don't ever seclude yourself. Like that was the worst thing I ever did was secluding myself w- w- when dealing with things like this. Because yeah. when you're around people, when you're, you know, around others, especially hopefully, and then you also got to pick and choose because you don't want to be around negative people that are going to put you down because you're already having like a tough time staying afloat. Next thing, last thing you need is someone else putting it down. Like it, yeah. it's, it makes it so much, so much worse. So you got to yeah. find, you know, pick and choose. And, and as we get older too, we, we start kind of picking and choosing who we, who we spend our time with because our time is more and more valuable and it, it's, it's a good time to get those friends and people out of your life that just aren't worth it anymore. Cause yeah. you gotta, you gotta evaluate the people you're around. You know, I know it's so cliche, but everybody talks about it, but it's so true. It's so true. It's who you're around. It's going to define you and it's going to define a lot of how you're feeling and things you're doing. And it, look around at the people. Are they miserable as well? Are they dealing with, um, with certain problems themselves? And sometimes you just have to think, you have to kind of put yourself first because if you can't operate at all to the point where you like can't get out of bed, for example, how, how, how are you doing anybody any, any good, any justice? Mm-hmm. Like how you're, yeah. you're, you're hurting yourself. You're never going to help anybody else out or do anything else in life. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a balance because you don't want to be around a negative person all the time who who and negativity can be in the form of well you know you can't run this business you can't do this you can't why don't you just give it up go go to bed and you know or you can have negativity on the fact a lot of us we don't look like there's anything if i'm not in my wheelchair Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna tell me there's anything wrong with me you know i don't look like I have a problem. You don't look like you have any issues whatsoever. So people can be negative and just say, oh, you're working the system. You're, you know, you're, you're making, you know, a a mountain out of a molehill, those kinds of things. So there's negativity that way. There's also, and my husband, I love him dearly, but he drives me nuts. On the one hand, there's a lot that I can't do without him. But he so wants to be there and he so wants to help me Mm -hmm. that he tries to do everything. And I'm going, I can open that bottle of Coke by myself. Thank you. I don't need you to open my drink. Yes, yes, right. There's definitely a medium, 100%. (laughs) So you have to do, well, let's, let's, we've got a few more minutes. So let's reel this in a little bit. And we've talked about the overarching issues that go on for people that have challenges. Yes. Let's look at the day to day. What do you do on a regular day to day basis? Do you have employees? Do you have other people who work with you? Do you have people that you, if you've got 
a job you have to do today and today is one of those days you just can't leave the house is there somebody who can take over for you what are the yeah. kinds of things you do to manage your business daily yeah great question great question i definitely have grown hodgepodge it's a chicagoland business where we provide moving uh, we're an environmental company where we move remove people's junk and goods and prevents it from being thrown away into the waste stream and we, we've definitely grown a lot. We have three locations now, six trucks. We have about, at any given moment with this industry, people come and go. So we probably have anywhere from like eight to 10 employees. Um, then some contractors as well, probably another five or so. So yes, I do. There are other people that are in command as well when, when I can't be there. I'm, I'm kind of overseeing a lot of things right now. We're trying to do a lot of other um avenues and investments and just trying to grow the business. So I do have some people in charge um, that are able to kind of run things for the most part. A lot still goes through me. So like if I were to just leave, it would be very hard, but I have like one person especially, and I have a business partner. So some people do step in for sure that I'm kind of grooming um, over time. So, so that's nice because there are days when, when it could be difficult and I can always be there. And those are the days that, you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes and my business partner, he, he, he doesn't understand things like this always. He's a very thick skinned person. And, you know, he'll tell me to just like suck it up. Like you got in this, you got to get us out. And, and you know what? Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you do need that. Cause you have to realize like, I'm just making up excuses at this point or, you know, is it even, is it even, is it my head anymore? Or like, is it just, I'm just uncomfortable with the situation. And you have to realize that in order to run a business, in order to do anything good and successful, you have to put yourself out there and the moments will be very uncomfortable and very, very hard. And sometimes you just can't be, you know, a wimp about it. You got to go out there and do it. Yep. You got to just do it. And, um, you know, once in a while, he'll give me that little light, you know, under, he'll, he'll light that fire under my butt um, by, by saying some of these things that you can't take, you know, you, you have to be able to take criticism pos yeah. like positively and in lights that it is just criticism and it's someone is actually trying to help you and, you know, right. make the situation better and help you grow. So you have to be able to distinguish because um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people are delicate nowadays, especially with how things are kind of happening in the world. Um, so you got to have that thicker skin too, especially if you want to run a business. It's not easy out there. It's so rough. People are out to get you. I have, I have friends as like cousins and family and like people from the same country. Like people are out there to get you. They are as soon as they see any success. And like, we've grown a ton. We're making an impact in Chicago. We're, we're becoming a known company. Yay. People are out to get us. Thank you. We're, people are out. You know, I've had some people to post some bad things about us, you know, certain things that are not true. And it's crazy. It's not easy. So you got to grow that thick skin. And um, it's, it's definitely part of, uh, it, it definitely helps you grow. And maybe uh, at, at times, at times I feel like maybe having, having, you know, what I deal with every day, the anxiety, the depression, maybe it even helps me. I, I have to look at it that way. I have to, because maybe it even helps me to be able to um, look at other people and be like, Hey, you know, um, maybe this person is kind of dealing with some issues themselves and, you know, maybe they're not really thinking uh, correctly here and it is what it is. We're going to, you know, get past it. 
and it makes you simp- you know definitely sympathize and empathize more um, when you see situations out there and you know I, I have to use it to my advantage I have to if I, if I overthink the situation sometimes you know so be it I gotta use that to my advantage um, but I guess you know if there's one thing I could say is for everybody listening is to you know take this you got to take this at the end of the day as a blessing. Like, you know, it's, it sucks, but you know, you're able to do things others can't, you know, you can, you can feel things that others can't and you can see the world through a different way, a different lens. And hopefully you could use this experience to help others out that are dealing with it as well. I love it. You got to turn it positive. Yeah. I love it. Well, and I think that's truth for everybody. You know, whether they've got any sort of a of a disability or an illness or not, I think we need to be more thick skinned, more aware of what's going on around us and other people. And it, it happened to me just the other day. I took a class that was run by a friend of mine. And I got into this class and I'm going, she's got almost word for word the exact same program that I'm using as one of my main programs, making my money one. Wow. And I'm going, you know, I cannot believe that we both came up with the same words (laughs) independently. (laughs) Well, a few years ago, if this had happened, I would have been unfriending her and I would have been everything under the sun, you know. And now I'm going, it happens. There are enough people out there in the world that I'm working with one type of person, she's working with another. Neither one of us is teaching something that's miraculous and hasn't ever been thought of before you know so let's just let it go we'll find where we're going but i probably would not have felt that way if i hadn't gone through everything that i'm going through now exactly that's a perfect way to sum it up right Mm -hmm. you gotta look at the positives of it gotcha yeah so uh we are believe it or not we are at the end of our time already this conversation is just you know what have we not talked about that you want to share with the listeners before we go Uh, i think an important part is no matter what you're dealing with and this is why i love this opportunity to be on the show and i'm so um you know i'm so what you're doing i'm very uh, uh i'm very passionate about what you're doing i think you're doing a great thing a wonderful thing here And it's, it's, it's about putting yourself out there. It's about putting yourself out there and being able to be responsible for your actions. Like I wouldn't have done a lot of these things if I did not put myself out there. If I did not start up a podcast, if I did not tell people I was going to do this, I was going to do that. I was going to quit, you know, the career of my life. I was going to start up this business. I was going to grow it. And for me, it was a podcast. I had, a, I had to put myself out there somehow, some way. And then I had to deal with the consequences. You know, if, if I failed, I was going to have to sit here and take it all. I was going to have to live, live with it. And there's nothing better than just 
making your make putting yourself out there somehow some way to the point where you can't take it back and that way no matter what disability or issues or mental you know or physical that you're going through if you put yourself out there that you can do it and that you're going to make it happen oh, man that's there's no better way to uh to make yourself um, there's no absolutely, absolutely. So we can make anything happen we really could and um yeah. we shouldn't limit ourselves beautiful nancy, I love I, nancy i really appreciate it it's uh it's been a it's been a great time great time yeah. you're really making me think here you're making me think you're good that's me, what it's for me emotional <laughs> uh it's good stuff it's good stuff good i'm glad well and and everybody i don't want everybody to forget about your business either so yeah. if you are local listeners if you are local to the chicago area correct and you need to have i wish you could come to me i've got right. a ton of stuff that i need to get rid of and i just there's a company around here that i just found that does similar things and i just hired them the other day to come and get rid of all the stuff i would have much rather had you but i think four <laughs> and a half it. hours away is too far for you to come isn't it <laughs> there, there, there's a price for everything <laughs> but, yeah. but if somebody if somebody who's local to the chicago area you know i i guess what i was saying is that we all have things like that that we need yes. to have help with yeah. and if someone is thinking about mine was 65 years of my mom and dad's stuff <laughs> that just that's, needed to get rid lot. of, you know, I would love to see it. <laughs> I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. No, but anything so, when you got to declutter, you want to move your stuff, you need to store it and you could store it and bring it back when you finally need it or just get rid of it. So we could finally find a home for it and give it to different charities in need and recycle it. I wish you were here. I wish you were here. How does somebody get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is to go on our website, gohodgepodge.com. So it's just go, the word hodgepodge.com. Okay, that's, that's wonderful. There, everything's there. Uh, you could search Hodgepodge, Facebook, Instagram. We got a huge, huge social media uh, for that. Like we were so about it. Um, that's great. Because everything we do, we want to make sure it's out there and it's seen. Perfect. Uh, what is your radius? How far out do you go? Up to up to the Wisconsin border, and uh, n Northwest Indiana, and all of Chicagoland, like anything within two three hours, okay. pretty much. Uh, we do do some cross country moves once in a while. We kind of dabble with a few other th a few things. So anything to do with items and and moving them, taking them away, we, we do it all. And and, uh, and also, if you want to just follow more of my story at all, uh, be sure to check out my podcast, uh, Bossed, the number two boss dot com. So Bossed to boss.com there you go guys more about i hope well. i hope that this information today will help some of you you know anybody who's dealing with any sort of a more cerebral issue you know or some medical issues that are going on you know i hope listening to these words of encouragement and guidance have helped somebody if Definitely. there's anything that anybody wants to talk about wants to share their experiences with you're more than welcome to comment on this podcast or at www.dontwaittillpigsfly.com 
We air our episodes every Thursday evening at 5 p.m. Eastern, again at www.don'twaittillpigsfly.com. I am always looking for new subscribers, new likes, new downloads. Please share these conversations with your friends and colleagues. We every week have wonderful information different topics, different things going on that fantastic people are sharing with us. We'd love to have you with us. We'd love to have people want to be on the podcast and share their expertise and their genius with us. Let me know. Let me know going forward in the future what it is you want to hear about, who you want to hear from, and we will make it happen. So until next time, guys, Get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, y'all, and we'll talk again soon.